Welcome to Time to Be New. My name is Brandon Sanchez. I'm in Arizona. I grew up in a Christian home, but also that was surrounded by a lot of abuse. And it really made it hard to see the love of Christ. So I'm praying that God uses me and uses this podcast to reach that broken person, to reach that doubter, to reach that person that's hurting in mind, body, and spirit, that person that's in an abusive relationship that can't seem to find hope. The answer's out there. It's in the Word. Let's dive in together and get those answers. Welcome to Time to Be New. Thank you so much for joining me. This is the first uh, podcast in this series. It's actually my first podcast um, I'm putting out on this channel, so I, I, I appreciate it. Please forgive me if there's any audio issues or anything like that. Um, as we move along, I will upgrade a lot of the equipment that I'm using and a lot of the tools that I'm using to uh, improve the quality. Um, but I, I do believe that God has put this on my heart uh to get the process started, get things moving, and, you know, share my family story, share my story, and um, just, you know, get the word out, and, and hopefully this this reaches that person that's, you know, just having a, you know, having a go of it. Um, I think we've all been there, um, and sometimes we just need to know, hey, yeah, uh, I've been through that, and, uh, and you know, my family is... Uh, you know, experience some, you know, trauma and, and it, it, it's in, in a lot of senses, it's made us stronger, but in a lot of senses, it really kind of has given us a lot of, you know, difficulties as we become adults and, you know, re-raise our own families. Um, so, you know, first off, I, I grew up in uh, California. Yes, I, I live in Arizona now, but I grew up in the San Gabriel Valley. So not exactly Los Angeles, kind of right outside of about 10, 15 minutes outside of it. Um, and it is California, so, you know, 10, 15 minutes could be three hours in traffic. But uh, I, I grew up in the San Gabriel Valley, um, you know, back and forth from my grand, my grandma's house. And, you know, it, that was a, another situation. But we didn't grow up um, exactly poor in the beginning. Um, you know, my dad had a good job. Uh, he worked for the gas company, and he made some financial decisions to get out of that. Uh, in fact, my older sister had warned him not to. I, I remember them pleading him not to, but that put us in a really bad financial situation uh, to the point where we had bill collectors coming to the door uh, saying, hey, we need to talk to your parents and, you know, kind of being threatening. And we were, I mean, you know, probably five to eight years old. Um, my house became a hoarder's household. It was really, really, really um, hard to to just be there and um along with that my uh you know my father became well my father had already kind of been abusive but he got a lot i think he got a lot more aggressive as you know the pressures of life got on um he definitely started getting a lot more physically abusive and you know and you know i i think for any man that's gonna that's gonna be um hard to deal with we were here he, he got to the point where 
he was working uh, paper routes, and uh, he would get me up at you know three or four o'clock in the morning to roll papers so he could deliver them. And uh, you know, believe it or not, that's one of the better memories because we'd stop and have breakfast and talk, and he'd be nice to me for a bit. Uh, but other than that, you know, it was a really big struggle. Um, for me, as I got a little bit older, I, you know, I won't say it was around 12 years old or so, I started getting arrested, started getting in trouble. Uh, my, one of my older sisters started getting into drugs and actually introduced, um, some meth, uh, to me. Um, I never really, thank God, I never got addicted to it. Um, got, but I did get really heavily invested into alcohol and other drugs, um, and ended up in and out of jail a lot. And, um, you know, I just, you know, did some really self-destructive things, um, you know, and, uh, and it, it, it stinks because I, I, I know, I knew better, you know, and I knew what I was doing was hurtful, uh, to my mother and to my, you know, my brother and, uh, my sisters, you know, they don't want to see, uh, see their brother go, you know, do these things, get arrested. Like that's, I don't think anybody wants to see, you know, their family members go through those things but a lot of self-inflicted wounds. Um, and I ended up, uh, again, in and out of jail, but I violated my probation so bad. So when I was 14 years old, uh, they were going to, I want to say they were going to put me away for, for a little over a year in a juvenile, uh, juvenile detention center. And my mom pleaded and begged me and the judge to allow me to go to a, um, Christian foster home. Um, and I remember, um, I wasn't exactly on board with it. I kind of wanted to just go ahead and get, get arrested. I figured they'd let me out pretty quick, but at the end of the day, I knew that's what my mom wanted. And also I kind of liked the idea of being away, just getting away from the house and just getting out of there, you know, um, running, if you will. I mean, that's kind of where my head was, you know, I was, I was running. And, um, I was there for a little over a year and I ended up uh, coming back and, um, you know, that's the time I was on fire for God. I had this, uh, thing, I was, I was a UPC, um, foster home and I had this fire and, uh, you know, it, it was brief and I came back for about two months and then I was right back to what I was doing, uh, living on the streets, living on friends' couches. And I, from that point on, I never really lived at home. I'd come and I'd stay in spouts for like a month here or there. I could just never really, um, find myself to like stay there on a permanent basis anymore, you know? And another big change, uh, when I had gotten home was, um, my niece was born. Uh, my, my sister had gotten pregnant while I was gone. Um, actually my mom and, uh, my little sister and little brother had flown out to, uh, Louisiana where I was staying. And, um, and um, told me about uh, what was going on. First thing I thought was, oh, my dad is probably losing his mind. Um, you know, and you know, when I got back, um, you know, it's just it was more the same old, same old. You know, um, again, like he wasn't able to overpower us anymore, though. You know, my brother and I had gotten older, so the physical abuse was really not really an option. But he was still very. Um, still very intimidating, you know, he still was, you know, that guy, um, 
but I, I just kind of stayed out of it, and and, uh, and I felt and I felt bad, and I felt a lot of guilt, especially for like my little brother and stuff like that, because I knew, you know, what that did for him or did to him, you know, he's, you know, now he's the blunt, you know, he's the blunt end of it all, and uh, uh, so I always had a lot of tremendous guilt on that. Um, but to really kind of tie into what you know we're going here and i i will go more in depth as the series goes this is kind of just a brief synopsis of what happened growing up you know and uh and and why i struggled seeing christ's love it was very hard having a you know a christian mother which i really didn't even go into in the synopsis i really kind of barely hit on it um you know who was supposed to be this devout Christian and uh, wanted to put me in a Christian foster home and all these things and was supposed to be there to protect us and uh, do all these great things and um, instead kind of witness things and set, set things to the side. Um, and then we had this abusive father, but we'd go to church on Sundays and we'd do these things. And I, I remember the day I got baptized is the day my mom went back to church. And uh, I remember her saying, um, yeah, you know, um, maybe. And she ended up staying. She, she ended up not um, ever stopping. She continued to go to church. and, um, But, you know, uh, we'll dive more into kind of those things. But like I said, this is a brief synopsis of what's going on, you know, what happened in our family, what built uh, this animosity that I had, which really caused me to struggle um, to follow Christ. Um, one of the biggest things though, that I think, you know, I learned and, um, as becoming a Christian now, you know, and really trying to find, uh, a way to be a follower of Christ is, always making sure that I'm finding ways to find forgiveness. Um, not caring animosity. And I, you know, I, I can, I can't speak for everyone, you know, but I know that's where I'm trying to be. And, and I continue to try to be, I'm not going to sit here and, um, start talking about how I've, you know, forgiven it all and all this stuff. Like I work on it daily. It is a daily task, you know, and cause it's very easy to trigger those things. You know, I'll go see my dad. He'll say something off putting and it's very easy to trigger that emotion where you just kind of want to blow up and, you know, kind of lose it. But the Bible preaches, preaches, on forgiveness so much. In fact, the Bible never actually talks about self-forgiveness. It only talks about forgiveness and repentance. Repentance obviously being key, but it it mentions forgiveness and forgiving your enemies so many times that that always speaks to my heart. You know, uh, Ephesians 4, uh, 431, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you with all malice and be kind to one another. You know, uh, John 1, 9, if, if we confess our sins, he is faithful, 
just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God is constantly pushing us to forgiveness. I think sometimes what we tend to forget is, you know, I, I think this is kind of across the board as Christians because we're like, oh, you know, God forgives. We, you know, we kind of go through this routine where we, where we do repentance, we we know we're forgiven, and then we kind of repeat our habits, and we forget some of the experiences that we've even experienced in our own lives that are so negative and so bad that we forget that we have to forgive. We have to make sure that we're making a consistent action. So, you know, we have to, you know, pray about it. And I con- I'm constantly trying to figure out, you know, God, please help me. You know, help me forgive. Help me forgive. Help me forgive. Help me understand why. You know, um, I, you know, your your path is the way it is. And I was, uh, you know, and help me understand why, uh, you know, I have to do these things. Um, and, and, and I think it's also important to ask that why. Like, why do I got to forgive? Why do I, why do I, why do, you know, this person was horrible to me. Why, why do I have to forgive him? Um, and it doesn't mean you don't set boundaries. I mean, just to be clear, it doesn't mean you don't set boundaries. But why do I have to forgive him? Well, uh, you know. If you're holding on to malice and anger, all it does is build. And eventually it's just going to explode. Uh, one of the major examples is I had a really bad temper growing up, like enormously bad, um, where I'm putting fists to walls and, uh, you know, fists to doors, and just just being honestly at some points just outlandish in the things I read. You know, one time I put my head through a door. And I, I don't think my the way my mind <laughs> processed things. And I know I'm laughing because to me, you know, thinking back, you know, 20 some odd years ago to do something like that, like oh, that's a little ridiculous, but that's what happens when you have malice and anger just bent up in there. It just comes out, you know, uh, you know, and, and the devil loves that. He loves it when he doesn't have to do much for you to do something bad. Hey, if I if I can just sit on the side and watch you self-destruct, I don't have to influence you. I can watch you fall apart. So we have to find ways to forgive. It is such an important key element to salvation. Obviously, accepting Jesus Christ is the you know the way to salvation. But there are certain things that help us stay good, help us stay clean, help us do well. Help us do, uh, help us make better decisions as we move forward in life. Um, but it, it's a consistent battle. No one says it's going to be easy, you know. Um, and I, and I think as I'm becoming closer to God and closer to uh, my faith, that I realize how much harder it is. You know how much more pressure there is to consistently be that guy that's willing to forgive the past um, and, and constantly constantly being genuine in my repentance you know when you build up a lot of bad habits it's hard to be truly truly um, sorry about some of the things you've done 
some of the things you've experienced. And, and a lot of it has to do with past traumas, you know, so, you know, but again, you dive into the word, you know, you know we have to be very attentive to what our actions are, the little things. I had a boss tell me once, you know, you can do, you know, all these things and you can end up messing up everything. It's like, but if you put it in the simplest way, you look at what your tasks are and you just do every little thing right and the big picture gets easier. And I think that's the same for, uh, you know, the same thing, you know, for, for being a Christian. Just work on the little things, consistently work on the little things. Work on the forgiveness of your past, you know, your, your, your past issues, past people that have wronged you. Now, it doesn't mean you're going to go walk up to them and give them a hug. It doesn't mean you're going to say, hey, man, uh, you know, let's, you know, let's all go hang out. You know, I, I, you know, I can understand if you're, you're hesitant to do those things. Um, but you have to, in your heart at least, battle and battle and battle to find that forgiveness, to find that, that, that area of love in your heart. Because Jesus always led through love that you can forgive because at the end of the day our our time on earth is very short and we can't spend our whole time on earth with malice and hate and anger that's not how god intended us to live our lives he intended us to live our lives with love compassion and a sense of dignity that spreads joy um and he says it throughout the Bible, says it throughout the word. And I just thought it was funny as I was studying today, um, how, again, the Bible never really references forgiving yourself. So that's going to be an interesting uh, subject to bring up in one of the podcasts as I, as I unfold that mystery. Um, but it, it, it's, it is awesome that it does, uh, you know, in, in a sense, through doing all these actions, you'll find ways to forgive yourself for, you know, past sins. Cause you know, and uh, in a future podcast that we're going to talk about some of the things that, uh, fortunately, uh, the type of person I was um, and uh, things that I did and that, that I personally struggle with. So, we'll, like I said, we'll dive into that. This has been a great opportunity, a great blessing to get this little synopsis out. Um, I know a lot of there was a lot that went out in a little bit of time, but I appreciate everyone uh, that's that's listened to this. Uh, remember, you know, forgive, work on it. Don't, don't, don't hold malice in your heart. Don't hold hate in your heart. It will, uh, it, it will eat you up. Now, again, does not mean to not set boundaries. Does not mean to uh, not be aware. Does not mean to not pay attention to what's going on around you or with that individual or that person or that situation. But it does open up your heart uh, when you do forgive. And God wants to always find ways to bring more of himself and more of the Holy Spirit in you. So I'm going to go ahead and close this out with a prayer. Thank you, God, for everything that you put in front of us. Thank you for every opportunity that you've been putting in front of us. God, thank you for the ability to forgive, Lord. Thank you for everything that you have laid out in front of us with the ability to allow more of you into our hearts. 
God, help us grow. Help us become more forgiving. Help us become more understanding. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.